There are a number of interesting and exceptional people in the Queensland property and development industry. My guest today, Eric True, is one of them. This is episode 16 of the Creating Queensland podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Reynolds. My day job is Director of Urban Planners Queensland, a private town planning consultancy based in Brisbane. This podcast is about getting to know the people behind the projects and is a platform to share ideas, expert advice and opinions. In this episode, Eric and I discuss the property market and financing developments. There is some great advice in the next 20 minutes for those new and old to the development game. Eric is a passionate talker, so if you miss something, the beauty of a podcast is that you can replay a sentence. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a review, or you can contact me directly through LinkedIn by searching Jessica Reynolds Urban Planner. Today, I'm here with Eric True. Eric, can you please tell us what you do day to day? Thanks, Jessica. Um, Well... My day-to-day is really working with um, any property developer, um, uh, helping them how to uh, build their development projects and get them funded. Yeah. Okay. And where do you work? Um, I'm based more on uh, James Street in Fortune Valley, Brisbane, but okay. we fund projects throughout Australia. Throughout so Australia? We do, yeah. And where, what is your primary focus? Do you have a, a, a focus of where you try and help or is it just this is what we do, we can help anyone, financing is nationwide, it doesn't really change. That's pretty much. Um, We do fund all types of projects throughout Australia. Um, We've done some very interesting projects uh, in Western Australia where most wouldn't touch. We've done things in Adelaide where, again, others found it struggling. Uh, We've looked at Tasmania at the moment where we would look into it, whereas most would just say no straight away. So Why is that? um, Look, it's just location. I think most people are just not familiar um, and a bit concerned on that, whereas we look at the the potentials of it, where it is and where it's going. So uh, we can see potentials there. Okay. Is that a hot tip, is it? I wouldn't say (laughs) that, but uh, there's some looking down there to diversify. (laughs) Okay, excellent. So let's get to know you as a person a bit more. Uh, The reason I wanted to interview you is because you genuinely seem happy and you seem like you're in a career where you are thriving um that's that's the appearance that you give at least i know everyone has their <laughs> their bad days behind closed doors but no, would you say that um, look i think most people would say that i'm a very happy person uh, just as a a, a trait i guess uh, i don't like to look at anything that's negative um mm-hmm. and i've always find look of course every story is two sides but i look at the positive and choose that side uh, look at how can it be done how can we find a solution how can we move forward rather than focus on a problem or what, how it can't be done so that's, that's kind of sums it up. You said it spot on. Um, most people find uh, I'm very positive, um, but that's pretty much just, I think, my outlook, really, my mindset. Yeah. Is that something you've developed or do you think you were born with it? Uh, a bit of both, Jess. Um, <laughs> look, I think um, everyone grows through life at different points in time and uh, I guess life, uh, I guess, evolves you or you evolve with life. And uh, I guess I just chose uh, one side of it being more positive than negative. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just what you go through. Okay. And so how did you get to this point in your career? What's your background? Uh, I did a little bit of research online and we've spoken before and you've been a a project marketer for 20 years prior to this role. Correct. correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I started uh, in Melbourne, I was just a real estate agent uh, trying to get my way through property and uh, selling properties and then eventually investing in property. Um, So I've always had a property passion for that. And I've loved uh, dealing with uh, owners and tenants and landlords and, and uh, obviously later on developers. Um, 
So I've always had a passion for property. And uh, from real estate, moving into project marketing was an interesting move. Um, and it was just where the market was evolving towards. Everyone was a real estate agent. Eventually, everyone owned a real estate firms. So I thought, what's different? You're not being different just in real estate. Um, so I thought uh, jumping across to marketing, that was a whole new curve again. So we did massive property seminars throughout Australia and overseas. Um, and that was a major game changer. Um, just education. Helping people mm-hmm. how to invest, how to build a portfolio, look at the risks, how mm-hmm. to minimize those, uh, getting the best expert advice. And so did you learn to do that through your time as a real estate agent and your own investing? Yes. And then later on, also meeting different mentors who okay. were running their own firms, um, doing that, and then they invited me to join them. So okay. um, it just kind of happened in a way. Okay. Um, did you seek those mentors or did they find you or how does that? Um, they found me, funny enough. Um, they knew they were looking for a, I guess, young and passionate person in property. Um, and uh, they wanted someone to join to give them a different flair because they were too much project marketed, but mm-hmm. wasn't on the ground with uh, real customers and real investors. So that's where I, I come on board. Okay. So you brought something new to the team and they saw your potential. Yeah. And I think it's just energy too. I was very enthusiastic <laughs> and very passionate and I wanted to drive. And we grew the business that time in 2003 towards Sydney. And then 2005, I came to Brisbane mm-hmm. and then we grew it nationally and then globally. Yeah. Okay. So 2005... Uh, my math's not very good, but you've been here for well over a decade now. Yes, definitely. Um, I love it. I think Queensland um, you know, is always a place to be, in my opinion. Uh, I've been uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide and overseas, and I find uh, Brisbane has great climate, um, great diversity, <laughs> great gr- potential for growth as well. Yeah. Okay. And how did you end up at Holden Capital? Um, again, I've known Dan for a number of years. Uh, he's the principal and uh, when I was doing project marketing, we were referring clients back and forth um, and uh, I just loved where his, his mindset was at and uh, I could see potential there okay. and I was honestly getting bored. I was mm-hmm. getting bored with, with the marketing side of property and I wanted to uh, work with developers on the funding side. Okay. And so what do you do day to day then going from real estate, then project marketing, then helping people become developers to now helping them get financing for yep. their yep. their properties. Correct. What you what do you do? How do you yeah, so how do you do that? Basically just finding a, a, a problem with a developer or a client. Uh, they're buying a site or bought a site and it's got some challenges and issues and trying to find different options uh, and, and find a solution for them. So mm-hmm. some cases are simple answer. Uh, some cases we've got to work a bit more uh, detailed and at length. Um, but yeah, the key is finding solutions for them. And that's where I guess I thrive. Yeah. Okay. And is there anybody you won't work with? Um, <laughs> I know well, that's a really hard question, w- but generally speaking, we want to have an open mind and, and try to help people as mo- best we can. Uh, okay. There might be a few occasions where the client is, is just um, very challenging to work with and just won't take any advice. And that's where we can't help if they are not willing to take that action. Okay. Um, so most are pretty good, um, mm-hmm. but some cases they're just very fixated on one direction and won't look outside that box. And unfortunately, uh, that may be where we can't help until. They've tried to exhaust their options and then come back to us. Yeah. Okay. So in that instance, there's obviously different ways to get financing for a development project. And some people just have an idea about how that should happen. And they come to you with that idea and you have different ideas and solutions that would work better for them. And they're just not following that advice. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, making to give an example, okay. a client might have come from overseas, not a country, and it's the first project in Australia. Um, so we go to them with advice and opinion and we refer them to different uh, groups like builders and architects and town mm-hmm. planners such as yourself to have a chat to. But some were like, no, we're not listening to it on. We do it our way. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to do it overseas. We're doing this. 
And mm. so there's not much we can do there, and we just let them be. Okay. So, so does that hurt your reputation with? Um, I wouldn't other, say so. With lenders um, or anyone, if no. you if you took on those clients who weren't listening well, yes. to the, to if the advice, did, that could correct. Is, well, is we, that why you try and avoid it, or yes, is, yes, is well. it not as damaging as what? I think it might be. Correct. Uh, we'd rather be upfront with the client from day okay. one. And if it's not going to work, then we'll just let them know that and then we'll look part ways and wish them the best. Okay. Um, so it's more about making sure that their projects are successful because their success that's is number your one. success. Correct. Is that? Yes. Our reputation is very important to us and we want to help our clients as best we can. Um, but uh, some cases, you can't help everyone. Okay. So how about we use a bit of an example of um, I'm a first-time developer. I live in Brisbane. I want to start doing, you know, maybe... Five townhouses um, down south. Yep. What What do I do? Where do I start? Do I come to you first? Who do I go to first? What that well, seems to be a bit of confusion. No, no, good questions. Um, the end of the day is, I think, very important. Is you need a strong consultancy team. So mm-hmm. I always ask for advice. Um, you know, for example, if you were to go find a site, do your research. Yes, we as agents do your own homework find the right site, but before you do commit to it, um, ask a number of financiers, ask a number mm-hmm. of town planners, ask a number of consultancy, what's the best uh, product you can fit in it? Mm-hmm. And also, not only how many can you fit there, but is it marketable? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think my past experience helps a lot with my clients, is that you know the market may not be what you think it is, maybe it's changed. Uh, we saw it a few years ago when it was a very strong investment market, so you can fit a lot of small one-bedders. Mm-hmm. Now it's more driven to an owner-occupier market, mm-hmm. so you probably should be thinking three bedrooms, for example. Um, so, yeah, I think getting the right consultant's advice is important. Yeah. So when you're talking about these products, um, you know, the one-bedroom, and now mm-hmm. that's maybe sometimes um, I've heard three-bedroom is yep. better now. Do you stay up to date with that type of um, research, or do you do it just for for the kick of it or is no, that advice no. you actually give to clients? Oh, look, at the end of the day, we always recommend to take their own and go out and meet yeah. the right experts out there. The market changes all the time yeah. and every <laughs> suburb, every state is different again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always pros and cons. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, so we can only give them our suggestions. It's up to them which way to want to go. Okay. Um, in some cases, uh, the market has changed and the client did make alterations to the floor plans and it worked out very well for them. So okay. I think you've got to have your hands on the poles. Because you may have bought the site three years ago. You may have done your planning a couple of years ago and the market may have evolved already. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be alert to it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think development is something people should do on the side of their careers or do you think it is really a full-time career? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> a bit look, controversial. <laughs> it, it is. Everyone has a different mindset. And look, yeah. if you're very busy with your full-time job, you've got a big family, you've got lots uh, going on on your plate, um, mm-hmm. you're probably better to maybe do a joint venture Mm-hmm. Uh, partnership with other groups or maybe just put some funds together with others and let them control the project and you sit back and enjoy the rewards. Um, other times it could be complete opposite. No, you should put full focus in it uh, if that's what you want to get out of it um, because uh, sometimes you need to put in um, 100% of your focus to get the outcome. Um, so it just depends. I mean, if you're very busy at the moment, you've got 10 kids, you've got, you know... Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's many people at the moment, but uh, I feel sorry for you, sorry. For example. Um, so if that's the case, then they probably best recommend it to work with other groups. Okay. Um, uh, whereas others, if they've already done a number of projects, they're really professional, um, and uh, they're finding their current full-time or part-time job tying out their, their time, then they probably need to focus and make a decision at some point mm-hmm. to cross over. Um, so, yeah, there is, uh, I guess, a question mark. Uh, but I do recommend uh, maybe just start first with a couple on the side, build up your experience. Mm-hmm. Once you're ready, then you can grow there. 
Yeah, so, yeah. maybe start with some of those smaller subdivisions and that's a good small idea. duplex. Yes, like that. I would recommend jumping your first project doing 100 apartments, give it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So. And jumping back a bit, it seems like the, the key to success for developers is getting that consultant team Crucial. up front. Yes, yeah. Uh, you can see the difference between experienced groups and non-experienced groups. Um, the experienced groups go out, spend weeks and weeks and months and months research and find the right people to partner with. Um, not experienced, are not sure what to do, so they just go out there to buy a site, it's unconditional, they then have to settle, then they're scrambling around finding the funds, and then they're scrambling around finding who can help them, and it's just too much too, too mm -hmm. late, so that's a big challenge. So yeah. best, build your team first before you start. Do you, as someone who goes out and basically talks to people every day and deals with different consultants and deals with developers and financing, do you have a, a trick to finding a consultant team? I think there's a lot of uh, uns uncertainty about how to start that. Some people want money up front. Some people are happy mm. to help developers um, free of charge to start with. Like, is there... Is well, there look, every, every state <laughs> is different. Um, I find with Sydney is very big, um, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of different groups out there, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. uh, Brisbane is a smaller, I guess, city, um, and I find word of mouth is best. Um, if you were to develop, say, New Farm, go ask a uh, developer who's done a project there, for example, have a cup of coffee with them, uh, and ask them who do they use, how do mm -hmm. they find them, uh, which ones were good. Um, they're glad to refer. Um, okay. So, yeah, so I think the best... Uh, advice these days is yeah have a chat to people okay. and they'll tell you who to go to yeah so find someone experienced correct find out what they're doing and replicate absolutely <laughs> look you don't need to reinvent the wheel um, but uh, you need to find the right one that fits you so if you had a chat to a developer who's done 200 apartments recently and you're doing your first one with uh, you know five townhouses that might not mm -hmm. be the best to compare with because they're using different builders for example different contractors whereas for you you might need to find someone locally in your area for example, if you're working with Paddington, have a chat to some of the builders locally doing townhouses there, then that's probably suits you best. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice. Do you find there's much competition between developers in Brisbane? Or do you um, find it's totally different <laughs> products? Or There's a lot of product out there. Yeah. There's a lot of markets out there. Um, and even the experienced groups are very open-minded. They clearly have chats to each other. Uh, they keep tabs on each other. They look at each other's buildings, designs, um, and they see how can they do better, how they can be mm -hmm. more unique. Um, you look at groups like ARIA and CAVCORP, for example, they are very close, they know each other very well, um, but they have different projects, different locations, so they're not really competing directly, but indirectly they're trying to better themselves anyway with more designs, better features, more facilities and so forth. That's pretty good. It sounds better than most industries. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, look, there's some groups that are competitive, I guess, mm -hmm. local people, local market, but you don't need to do, be like that. There's a lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of mm -hmm. um, different product you can bring that's unique to the market. And I think that's what you need to find today's market, particularly um, what makes your project different to others. Uh, why mm -hmm. does it stand out? Um, make it simple rather than harder, put it that way. Okay. So it really does come down to the, the, the product and the marketing in the end. Crucial, absolutely. If you don't have the right marketing, you have the right product, um, you're building yourself up for failure, put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, like right now, if you're building uh, studio apartments that's you know 20 square metres uh, versus a, a lot of apartments that's doing three, four bedrooms, for example, and the market might be owner-occupier, and if you're nearby and it's driven that way, then you might be in trouble. Uh, but if you're near university, that's a different story. No, definitely probably studio in one bed is probably mm -hmm. more way to go. So, yeah, always do your homework. Um, but, uh, yeah, marketing is <laughs> crucial. 
I always did my homework the night before, but, you know. <laughs> well, you might, might have to do a bit more homework for Yeah, no, it's so. all right. When there's money involved, it's a bit different. Um, okay, well, what are some mistakes that you're seeing uh, developers make commonly? I think one we've seen recently are clients who come to us and it's too late, meaning they've mm-hmm. purchased a site that's unconditional, they need to settle, say, a month or two, and um, they've paid too much for the site. Mm-hmm. That's a typical example when a market may have been hot uh, 12 months ago, now it's changed. Um, so you've got to be more cautious. So what we'd say is, look, always have conditions, maybe mm-hmm. subject to finance, maybe subject to DD period, due diligence, maybe have chats to um, groups such as yourself, or other groups in finance or uh, marketing companies to see what product is best. Okay. Um, then make up your mind there and then. Um, so don't overcommit straight away. Uh, I think that's the biggest hurdle because once you bought it or, or you're locked in a contract, um, you can't get out of it. So worst case scenario, you walk away, you lose your deposit, which is not very good. Do you have any advice for people who are looking at development sites? They want to put on an offer mm. and the agent is pressuring them saying, oh, there's the 10 other offers oh, and they haven't had time to do their due <laughs> diligence. Like it seems to be um, really hard to find those smaller development sites, especially in Brisbane. I'm seeing yes. it's very competitive. It People is. are overpaying. Mm. You know, is there any trick to that or is it just... Look, there's, it is there's no is? real trick, but look, I did have a real estate agent's hat on years ago, so I do get that <laughs> side. So they are pressuring because they want a result. They want a sale. They've probably got a vendor putting pressure on maybe other agents trying to steal the listing. Um, but uh, from a developer's hat or buyer's hat, you've got to have much more due diligence. Rather take more time or miss out on deals rather than commit to something under pressure and then you find yourself troubled later on. Mm-hmm. So uh, you might look at 20 deals and you might only do one. I'd rather back someone like that uh, than someone who's just find two sites and just commit on both. That's a okay. bit scary. Um, so at the end of time, it's, it's kind of like what they talk about is builder's terms, you know, measure twice, cut ones. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with property, you know, negotiate, research, take your time. Wor- worst case scenario, walk away. Yeah. You'd rather walk away than something, then commit to something that you've overpaid price on mm-hmm. and you can't get the result out of it. Um, I think that's yeah. amazing advice. Well, we don't want to see people lose money. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, if you've got deep pockets or you've got very wealthy parents, that's great. Lucky you. But at the end of the day, not everyone's that lucky. Um, and you rather, uh, double check the fine print, make sure you're finding the right deal. Um, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That's excellent. Well, you definitely know what you're talking about, but where is the value in the service that you guys offer here at Holding Capital Partners? Um, at the end of the day, I think it's our team. Um, okay. Everyone in our team is very experienced. Uh, we've got guys that's been in the banking sector for over 30 years. We've got groups that's been in, in uh, project marketing, such as myself. There's groups that have been uh, working for developers before as a project manager. So we can see all different angles and, and give that advice. So collectively, we've got over 200 years of experience yeah. in our team. And I think that's the best uh, asset we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's also what we can advise them and guide them because we've seen for likelihood um, and we'd be able to find a, a good solution for them. Yeah, so it's basically experience. It is, it's I think. I think that's the, uh, the biggest uh, difference we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's many groups out there and everyone can do different things, but at the end of the day, it's what we have achieved, what we have um, obtained and the experience behind. Um, so that's not easy to come by and we've, we've got a very good team I must say and we've got a very good energy about us and um, we don't need to talk too much we just need to deliver and yeah. the result speaks more yeah that's great and where do you see this industry of yours going in future do you oh, think there's going to be growth do you think it's going to stay steady do you think there's going to be massive change 
I think you've got to look at the, the market itself overall. So again, every city, every state is different, um, mm-hmm. but there are challenges, absolutely. So right now, it's not the perfect storm. No, it's a lot harder now. So what we find is all the new mums and dads, I guess, call it that, wannabe developers, are finding the market a lot more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe five years ago when the market was more buoyant, you could have fallen to a site you own for a while and then happened to have a big uh, block of land and you might be able to subdivide it so automatically become a developer. Uh, but now it's probably not as easy. you got to really do your homework. Uh, council may have changed rules. We found that a lot recent times. Mm-hmm. Um, DAs are being extended out in terms of time to get it. Mm-hmm. Costs are out there blowing out, building construction costs, uh, labour, materials. So you've got to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, uh, stress is caution. Um, on the positive side is there's a lot of opportunity out there. Um, so the experienced developers now uh, can see where deals can be done. They know how it can be done and they're having more confidence and focusing on uh, the next 12 to 24 months ahead of time. Uh, we're seeing big groups uh, buying you know, multiple sites recently mm-hmm. and large projects too. So that's their confidence yes. in the market in the future. Whereas local guys who are buying the first or second project, they've got a lot of uh, guess, fear and they're very worried Mm-hmm. Uh, and they might just put a project on hold, whereas other groups are just going gangbusters. Yes, that's yeah. definitely something I've seen too. Mm. Excellent. Okay, one last question. If people want to contact you, how do they contact you? Best is jump on a website. Um, you know, give us a phone call. Um, you know, go to www.holdencapital.com.au um, and just give us a call. Um, our guys are very active through different states in Australia mm-hmm. and uh, we're just a phone call away. We're happy to have a chat to you. Before you commit to a site, we can run some numbers on the feasibility and give you some options for you. It doesn't hurt. Okay, excellent. Do you have a LinkedIn profile? We do. Just jump on to Eric True on LinkedIn. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm very active online. You'll find me respond quite quickly. Excellent. Thank you so much for no being on the Thanks, podcast Jessica. today. Best wishes.